Welcome to the Product in the Enterprise podcast. My name is Greg Brickle, your host. And today we are going to be talking with Tiziano Nessi, who is a newly minted growth product manager. His company, Frontify, is starting down the path towards product-led growth in B2B. And we expect today to be the first installment in a series where we will follow their progress. Let's jump right into the conversation. Hi, Tiziano. So glad you could join the podcast today. Very excited about product-led growth, especially in kind of a B2B context. So maybe we start with just an introduction about you and your company. Help us understand what it is you do, the problems that you're solving. Yes. Hi, Greg, and uh, thank you so much for having me here today. Right, so a bit about myself. As I said, Tiziano, I'm a senior product manager at Frontify. We are a brand management uh, company, so located in Switzerland, St. Gallen. And I will give you a bit more detail about the company, but first maybe about uh, where I'm coming from. So I've been in product since uh, more than four years. And um, I recently just moved to Switzerland, was before in Berlin, working for some um, corporate innovation lab. So I manage different uh, kind of products at different uh, stages from uh, MVP conceptions and, and now moving uh, and managing a product with Frontify, which is in a fast growing uh, stage. We can say definitely that we are a scale up. Um, yeah, running, uh, actually this month we, we crossed the 300 employee benchmark. And what, what do we do at Frontify? So basically we help companies to better manage all their brand assets. And we, we take it, let's say, one step further. We also really want to engage every employee in Frontify as a company, in, in their company, sorry, to engage with the brand assets. Because the bottom line that we really believe in is that through our product, you can increase your brand equity and therefore have a very, very strong return on investment from our product. And um, yeah, that's really the, the sweet spot for us is working with large enterprise company. We started as a, as a free a freemium product. So working with smaller mid-sized company, but now we are moving towards uh, large enterprise deals and trying to work and find product market fit also with these kind of customers. Yeah, so very interesting. You're doing brand management now for really large companies. And it seems mm -hmm. like almost a silly question, why are you investing in growth? But the truth is most companies probably don't have people dedicated to growth. It's part of a more general mission. And obviously we want to grow because we want more users, we want more revenue, but can you give us a little more insight into what brought Frontify to have this focus on growth? Such a focus that they would actually dedicate folks to uh, you know, growth. Developing yourself as a product professional is complicated. Whether you're a practicing product manager, an aspiring product manager, or a product leader, there are so many options. There are courses, there's interview prep, there's coaching. Where to start? At coachpms.com, we combine these approaches into a personalized program for you, and we can accelerate your career in a matter of months for less than what most courses cost. For more information, visit us at coachpms.com. Yes, absolutely. You know, like uh, 
we have this product which we're selling through the classic uh, distribution channel for marketing, sales, outbound calls, and so on. And we are, however, reaching the top. I mean, we have a very clear conversion rate. We know if we put 10 uh, salesperson, we're going to close X percent of deals. But we really believe that with our product, we can close more deals. And we are now trying to find alternative ways to grow our product, which are a little bit more, let's say, self-service, which don't um, involve so much physical or FTEs in order to achieve that. And as you probably know, right now in the tech industry, there is a lot of money, a lot of VC money. So everyone is looking to hire account executives. And that's, that's a problem we are facing, uh, this uh, talent uh, shortage. And therefore, uh, we really thought, how can we independently for new FTEs grow our product? And we really see that in our um, freemium or free version uh, of the product. So that's great. You mentioned product-led growth, which is this approach in contrast to traditional kind of marketing and mm -hmm. sales, to just get customers using the product make it frictionless, make it very yes. easy to realize value so that the product is selling itself. And you make an excellent point that if you can grow your product without paying sales guys, without going out and having to recruit them or account managers or marketers or whatever it is, if you can just get people to use your product, realize value and buy it, that's much better for you guys and should scale much better, right? Correct. This would be the, let's say, ideal scenario in X years. And that's the success stories we all read about from Slack, Zoom, etc., Calendly. But let's, we, we, we really look into Frontify case and, you know, we are 100%, let's say, sales driven. But then we thought we still had this free product and organically, we still get a lot of people signing up for the free version. And we thought, ooh, how can we actually leverage this and also to support the fact that uh, yeah, there is a lack of uh, sales guy out there. So we then uh, took a bit more time into analyzing who is really signing up for this um, free product because there is also this concept out there that the free version is only for uh, customers which are not so profitable. They maybe pay a very small fee per month. So why should we even invest in improving our free product or why should we even keep a free product when this is maybe hindering uh, or just taking away some support time and taking away resources from the product team but bef before taking this decision if continue stop <clears throat> or, or pivot we looked into the data and we found very very exciting and interesting um, facts on it around 20 percent of the so-called free user that subscribe for our self-service product are actually those customers that we want to tackle. You know, the one I mentioned at the beginning, the so-called enterprise customers. And nowadays it's really becoming a, a standard that the end user of whatever large enterprise company out there before even engaging with a sales guy or with a, with a company, they, they try several products out there and therefore they need to have a nice customer experience in the free product be it for two weeks or just with limited features, but they need to have an experience where they're like, oh, wow, this product might be interesting for my team or my colleagues. And so this is a, 
what we realize through looking at the data. And, and another interesting uh, thing, and there's this famous say, right? You never have a second chance to make a first impression. It's, we really experience that because when we try to contact a free user that subscribed uh, yeah, in our self-service product, and let's be honest right now, our self-service product has some room for improvement. So they didn't have the best experience that we at Frontify wants to provide our customer or that they would receive if they sign up uh, and through a normal uh, um, through a normal subscription and then they would have been taken by a customer success then they have a great experience but those ones that went through the self-service they were way more difficult to bring them back in the product or like win them for a for a demo call because again they had a so-so first impression of the product yeah and therefore like changing uh, the mind of someone is very hard in that uh, in that situation yeah, so that's really interesting. I guess one of the side effects of having a freemium model is you can actually gather data. And in your case, you found out that the prospects you want, the segments you want were using your product. You could tell they weren't having the experience. And yeah, if you're gonna give people a free experience, it maybe has to be better because they haven't made a decision <laughs> yet. It's easier for them to disengage and go do something else. So I think it's great that you looked at data and you want to scale an approach that should save you money, should really benefit all customers, not just prospects, right? A better user experience, a more yes. frictionless experience. It's hard to see a downside to that. And I should probably mention to our listeners that you and I spoke about this and what we thought was exciting is that you're really early on in the, the product-led growth journey. We hear about these big marquee brands and these success stories, what we wanted to do was, uh, yeah, take a little risk, talk about it from the early stages, you're planning, you're thinking about it, and we will revisit the topic, I don't know, every few months or something, and really see what uh, product-led growth in a B2B company looks like, you know, in the trenches, uh, for real. Uh, so can you talk about what is the initial thinking, right? I guess there are a lot of approaches. It's very easy to say, well, we're gonna make the user experience better, or we're gonna make sign up frictionless, or, but can you take us into some of the thinking about how you prioritize where you will do your first experiments? Absolutely. So and that's actually, actually very exciting for me as well to report, do a live reporting over a few months of this important project that we have in, uh, at Frontify, right? So I, I told you a bit why we thought about um, what do we need to do with the free product? Because again, mainly the sales team um, was telling us, hey guys, either we stop it or we continue, but we need to improve it because it is hindering um, our um, demo conversion, we see large enterprises that are signing up, but we are not leaving to the Frontify um, expectation because we can provide much better service. So now we are thinking, okay, it would be definitely a pity to close the free, uh, free product. Why? Because we know right now the end user does a lot of decision in, in corporate, in large enterprise. 
and it would be a shame if they cannot try our product because we know that the, the, the buyer persona might not be the user persona, but in very in many occasions, the buyer and the user does merge and does overlap. So we need to provide these users the, the chance to try our product. And um, also looking at the competition, you know, we see a big opportunity for us to be one of the only player in the brand asset management industry that provides us. So this was the status quo. And then uh, we thought, okay, where do we need to start in order to, uh, to start our product-led growth journey? First of all, by thinking what sort of um, free product we want to provide. We can go in the freemium direction, let's say two weeks uh, with all the features available. You can use our product and then we block it or we have a freemium with maybe a bit limited uh, features um, that you can use, but you can keep it forever. So at the moment we are moving with this uh, freemium approach. Why? Because the product is already like this. So we don't wanna change too many things. We want to move fast and test things in the, in the self-service. And as you, before you say something very interesting, you said, I mean, improving customer ex experience is good anyway, right? And um, for us as a B2B product, we kind of feel a, bit of, a little bit of less pressure to test new things in the self-service environments rather than in the big, large enterprise environment so that we can learn with less uh, pressure, we can learn faster, we can maybe break a bit more things and then bring this learning and give them to the, to the other product teams, to the enterprise product teams so that they can uh, take it and, uh, so to say, scale it to our larger customers. Right, so now that we, we decided on what uh, freemium uh, method we want to move forward, we need to understand what kind of user at the end of the day are actually signing up for Frontify, for the free version. So it, it all starts from understanding your user and what do they want to achieve? What do they want to get out of your product in the very first experiences. So it's really to decrease the time, time to value. So how did we start? Actually, we went really, we took three steps back. Together with our user research uh, team, we, we analyzed really our product persona. So, you know, we had a strong knowledge in terms of who is our buyer persona. So can be the chief uh, marketing officers, design director of whatever large enterprise, but we know that these are not the people that use our product on a daily basis. So now we are, um, we are, we actually finished the process to create user persona. So who is using our product on a daily, weekly basis that would also eventually try the self-service product. And what are those things, those interaction with the product that brings them more back more often to our product. So we see this as a proxy to understand what is the value exchange that we have between Frontify and, the, and this kind of users. Yeah, Tiziano, you mentioned a couple of things that I think are really interesting. Uh, one is that having this freemium channel allows you to test new things I mean, it's free. There should be a slightly lower expectation that yeah. you're paying money. 
these are probably uh, prospects, you know, people who haven't bought yet. So you have much less chance of alienating them or ruining a good relationship you have. I think that's fascinating that there are a lot of great side effects to this freemium approach beyond just what we think of it. And the other one is that in B2B, the term customer is really a compound entity, right? We talk about customers in B2C, it's fairly clear who the customer mm -hmm. is. In B2B, there's the economic buyer. There are people that are influencing that. There are the people who will actually use that. And what I can see you doing is trying to understand the value proposition and the needs for each one of those and catering the, the experience because you run the risk of making one very happy, but if the other one isn't happy, you still fail, right? Exactly. And um, I think it's a natural evolution as well of this of startup and to scale up. We really know very well our buyer persona. We have sales team, marketing team, which works and do exceptional work to target this buyer persona. But then they also don't push the self-service product, right? They push directly a demo because they want um, our SDR team to get in touch with them, do a demo of the product. So it's a completely different um, funnel than what we are actually trying to do right now with the PLG, that we are targeting the end user, really the, the marketing uh, manager, the campaign manager that will use Frontify on a daily basis to create their assets. And this is also a bit of a cultural shift, you know, like we are used to sell certain use cases for our product, but we need to switch and understand, oh no, this is a use case for a buyer and not a seller. And it's sometimes much more difficult to learn about the, uh, for a buyer, not a seller, sorry, for a buyer, but not a user. And sometimes for us, it's been difficult to really learn about the user because we have, we have less a personal relationship to them. So that's also a, a challenge for a B2B company that wanna get into PLG, product like growth, is to really have the right tools, the right uh, relationship and connection to end user. And this is sometimes not easy. Yeah, and I do a lot of coaching with uh, B2B product managers. And mm -hmm. I actually had a session this morning and that is a very common problem which is I get all my customer information through sales, through a proxy, because exactly. I just don't have access, especially to prospects. So again, this freemium model, huge value in that it can get you actual data on folks that otherwise would be very difficult to talk to. And I think another point that I would like to call out is I've been in B2B my whole career. I think when we used to evaluate software, it was very abstract. We read about it, we looked for use cases, we had our checklist for different competitors, but perhaps there is a trend now that people want to use stuff before they even go into the effort of doing an evaluation because that's still a lot of effort. People wanna jump in and let's face it, this first impression idea, you learn a lot about the values of the company, about their ability to execute, about their commitment to innovation in the first few minutes you use yes. them. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, a little um, anecdote. I'm actually, I'm, I'm coming from the hospitality industry. I studied hospitality management, worked in many hotels before jumping into the digital world and then product management. And in the university I went at the door, there was a huge sign which says, 
you never have a second chance to make a first impression. So I guess this really stuck in my brain. And we, we see it again for, for digital products right now for, for our experience that this makes a huge difference. If we're not able to show a free user the value that Frontify could provide them in, a, in the first session, in the first few sessions, then we lose them. And yeah, I mean, go, going back to, to these to this, uh, steps that we are tackling, you know, we really now understand what are our persona and we are understanding what's their aha moment. What do they wanna achieve in the first sessions to then come back? So for that, we look at, uh, we use Amplitude as a data tracking tool. We also do like one-to-one -one interviews with these free users. So I understand that, uh, as you said before, it's sometimes difficult in B2B to have a chance to talk to a, to a user, even harder than to a buyer because the sales rep or customer support knows very well the buyer, but probably they don't know the user. So in order to do that, we actually use a combination between amplitude. So we look into the data, we understand this is a user, and then we push a message uh, via intercom. So these two mm -hmm. software are connected and uh, based on the, on the cohort that we created on amplitude, we can send a specific uh, message on the product through intercom to any free user and say, yeah, if they're willing to have a chat with us. Yeah, brilliant. So uh, PLG, product-led growth in the B2B space is real, has a real value proposition, or at least we assume it does at this point. A lot of benefits to just focusing on this frictionless experience, a free experience, yes. lower risk environment to learn and grow, lower risk of alienating my customers. I get data that otherwise would be very difficult to gather just to develop those uh, relationships. And yeah, I am super excited about your journey. Can't thank you enough for sharing this first stage. I don't think this happens very <laughs> often. So I think it's very brave of you to share this initial thinking. Uh, would love to be able to check in with you, you know, in a few months and just see what the next step is. And I'm sure our yeah. listeners would be, you know, really curious about that as well. Yes, it's, that's really exciting. I can give a little spoiler alert on what's coming next. In this quarter, we do want to set up the first onboarding flows. You know, we have product tours. You learn, they tell you, this, you can do this, here you can do that. But this is very standard. This is very apersonal because they just tell you where you can add an asset or where you can publish a guideline. But what we are moving now is from product tour to activation tour. So we are creating right now some tours based on the different user persona that, as I mentioned before, we learn about them. We know what they really want to do in the product, this so-called aha moment so that they come back. So now we are trying to build the onboarding flow that really brings user persona A, let's say a designer to that part of the product and user persona B, a marketeer to another part of the product. This is what we are trying to do. And I hope in the next episode, I can share some exciting uh, news about it. Hopefully some good results as well. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about that learning. Tiziano, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Greg. 
Thank you so much for joining us on the Product in the Enterprise podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please give us a like or a share and tell your product network about us. We'll see you next time.